0: And welcome to the Raw preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AEW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a Money Good quiz, of course. On recital, as I said, they're joined by Michael Sidney to look ahead to Raw tonight. And uh, I don't want to start off on a negative, but this Raw. does not feel like the show two weeks after the Raw after WrestleMania, does it, Sid?
1: No, I mean, here's the thing historically, it's not a new thing that, we, that they would just simply go ahead and say, Oh, let's just do WrestleMania again. I've mm. always had backlash, they've always repeated like almost to the exact number. Of people in a match like they did backlash 2004, and they just literally did the triple threat again from WrestleMania 20. It's not a new development, um, but it's so naked. The fact that it's called WrestleMania Backlash, and uh, yeah, it's just what they do. But at the very least, this company over the last however many years has built the role after WrestleMania as this thing where they'll push someone inexplicable or they'll call someone up from NXT. I like, underneath the obligation yeah, to do WrestleMania again, people like that. Underneath that, there was something new happening, some new developments. Um, this Raw scene at the minute is just so stale. It's so repetitive. Mm. It's almost impossible to get excited, like almost impossible. Like my favorite development, because it's funny and I like Schadenfreude, is that in order to... Because fandoms will reconcile flaws to themselves in order to, like, just appease themselves, if you like, to, to bargain with this thing that isn't particularly good. Hence why you get this awful tribalism that you see on the WWE fans' side. Their latest means of doing this is by saying, yeah, Raw's crap. Everyone knows Raw's crap at SmackDown's It's amazing. I know last week's episode was really good. Yeah. But generally, it's not that great a show. It's not that electrifying a show. If it was that good a show, they wouldn't have botched their main WrestleMania program and have to change it. Like, but their latest thing is, oh, yeah, Raw's crap. Everyone knows that. Come on, we're not that bad. But SmackDown's the best thing ever, and you an idiot if you don't like it. <laughs> so what I'm trying to arrive at is that even the mega stands, even the worst mutants are saying, oh, yeah, Raw's rubbish. Mm. So what has someone with, like, a reasonable mind been to think of this? It's absolutely Drek every single week. But let's get into the specifics of why this might or might not be Drek, Willowbom.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, it feels weird previewing a match considering it was taken away last week. They're like, first time ever! Uh, no bollocks, actually. We're going to have uh, Riddle face Orton and Strowman and get involved in something else. But the one thing we know to look forward to in terms of matches tonight is Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman versus the, versus the newly unmasked T-Bar and Mace. Do they, are they staying? Because I, I can see it's, it's Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic. So do we... Do they have to have the stupid names still? Uh, How do you see this one playing out? Because I suppose technically they got got a win over the number one contender for the WWE Championship and Train Boy last week, didn't they?
1: Indeed, yes. Um, What's that going to matter? I'm really interested in terms of how stupid or not or T bar and Mace going to look. Because mm. I love the idea now. And I spoke about this on the review, but you know, if they give you the same show, you're going to get the same takes. It's just the way of the uh, <laughs> just the way this thing happens. Really interested to see now. On a pure like Schadenfreude level, of course, that right, okay, what's happened is that they they said they're not in retribution. Retribution no longer exists for all intents and purposes. And yet they are still dressed up as disillusioned performance center also Rans, mm-hmm. who also aren't from the performance center they're just grunts with they're just cartoon characters that that i could never reconcile that and you weren't really meant to so the idea is they got unmasked are they just going to haul your suit on that would be funny if they hold your suit on the idea now is like oh well they're not t-bar they're not mace they are quite clearly dio madden who you might remember from commentary and donovan dickhead who you might remember from pwg and the nxt run that was basically the exact same thing exact same thing he did do at pwg but for one night pwg <laughs> backlash <laughs> it was basically pwg like i just love how for his entire nxt run they didn't have any ideas for donovan dickhead and it was just right okay you not know one match he did at pwg and you know you had it involved as well you just do that for 18 months that was his character it was absolutely unbelievable but i think given that they unmasked them There was a deliberate attempt there to go right, okay, you are to disassociate these fellas from their time and retribution. They look to have aligned with MVP. Are they just going to wear suits now? Are they going to be these like proper, like formidable looking, but like, you know, good drip wearing guys (laughs) because they are now mates with MVP? Are they going to stop grunting? That's the big question what, for tonight. That, for I, that's my, that's yeah, that's what you should put in the preview. Bobby Lashley returns. Eh, is T-Bar and Mace are they going to stop grunting? That's a question because <laughs> why did they grunt so much? They grunted as if they were like heavies in the 1980s Ninja Teenage Mutant Ooh. Ninja Tales cartoon. Like these just primal beasts, cartoon characters, Right? <clears throat> like they're in streets of rage. That's what. The noises they make in old 80s, 90s video games when he hit someone on a side scroll and beat them up. They wear suits now. Can they still grunt? That's the key question for me because wins and losses don't matter. Who cares about any of that? Um, clearly, they're going with Drew versus Lashley. This is just some set dressing to arrive at it. Are they going to keep grunting? That's my question. Bebop and Rocksteady would be better <laughs> names. That's what they That's
0: what they are. <coughs> But yes, you mentioned Lashley there. He is, of course, returning tonight. He's been off telly for uh, a couple of weeks. Um, speculation as to why we haven't seen the likes of him, uh, AJ Styles, Omos, etc. I'm not going to go into any further of that because they may have just not been given any storylines or it may be the ongoing global bastard not for our position to judge or react to, if I'm perfectly honest. But, yeah, um, you alluded to it there. He's going to apparently address the number one contender, Drew McIntyre. Uh, it, it's surreal that they're like, ooh, are they in the, the pay of, of, uh, of MVP? And he's like, hey, are we did we did we had them. We got rid of them. We, we've slimmed down the hurt business. But and even in kayfabe, if someone like the sizes of T-Bar and Mace became available, yeah, of course you'd want them as lackeys in your stable to beat the crap out of the Scottish bloke who very nearly took the title from your table, uh, stable at WrestleMania.
1: They're not very good at it. No. So, possibly not. Um, who knows? I don't know how this is going to... I hate to use this word, considering the reverence with which it is spoken on other days of the week. But they're going to attempt to dovetail the um, this match with the return of Bobby Lashley. It's going to go to a non-finish, and Bobby Lashley's going to be responsible for it going to a non-finish. They are building a new, worse, hurt business, so it would seem... His thing, you're not going to get anything interesting. You're not going to get anything that advances plots any further than they, than they need to be. You're going to get a non-finish in this match with Lashley. There's going to be a new hurt business, probably. Um, last week's results won't inform anything. You're not going to get Dickhead versus McIntyre versus Lashley in any kind of triple threat. Um, this is like the worst kind of intriguing because... Or unpredictable, intriguing absolutely isn't the word. I can't tie everything together as I normally would because I just don't think any of it makes any particular sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's what three weeks on Sunday till so just over four or just under four weeks uh, from yesterday till WrestleMania Backlash, and you can't help but feel there's going to be some some sort of wheel spinning going on here because of that. Um, and possibly in relation to that, of course, you've got the women's title picture. Uh, you've got Charlotte Flair suspended and fined for putting her hands on an official uh, last week. How will that affect her Because, you know, they, they, they clearly aren't done with with Asuka being in and around the title picture and what have you. Uh, at the end of the day, to the letter of the law, she beat Charlotte Flair last week. So she should certainly be, be in with another shot of the title. I hope tonight they just go, let's have Rhea Ripley just murder some jobber and, and remind us of how excellent she is in the ring.
1: Indeed. Well, with Short Flair suspended, probably gonna miss WrestleMania Backlash again. That's speculation, we don't know, but ultimately it's WrestleMania Backlash, you're gonna get Asker versus Rhea Ripley again. And the question is, can they build it any better than they did the original match? Um I sincerely doubt it. The Conpook women anymore, particularly women. Um, They can book some things on SmackDown. I will give them credit for that. But I don't know how they arrive at this match. I'm just so apathetic as to the possibility. I think the idea now is it feels like they're going with Rhea Ripley. And as is often the case at this time of year, they do WrestleMania Backlash or Backlash, as it was known in a previous life, as kind of obligation content. right? People like this, it's just a sequel before we do something more interesting. Um, Can they do anything at all? to put across the idea that Asuka is actually capable of dethroning this champion. So it's not so much Rhea Ripley that I need a reminder of how good she is. It's Asuka. Yeah. How do they do that? Is there anyone on that roster who she can have a killer match with because he needs to kill a match. Because last week's was a disaster. I thought the match with Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania was pure gentleman's three. I thought the pacing was really drab. The reaction wasn't there because no one cared about Rhea Ripley because mm. they hadn't really built it as a threat on TV. And ultimately, when I look back at that entire build towards WrestleMania, it just negates the point of having a preview discussion on here because mm. we say, yeah, "All right, okay, well, surely if Asuka, we sometimes." put our like actual storytelling heads on when we analyze raw and we just get into these habits of thinking, right. Okay. Well, how do they rebuild and reheat Asuka? Do they use the fact that she had a win over, you know, the legend of the division, how they market her as in Charlotte flair and say, right. Okay. Well, she's obviously next in line. Adam Pierce can, you know, give her the nod. Or do they just have Asuka point at the belt, much like Rhea Ripley pointed at the sign and then there you go. And then can they form a tag team again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's pointless. Like it, you don't have to do anything to get a title match. The titles don't mean anything. There's next to no chance of Asuka winning the title because it feels like they're going with Rhea Ripley, whether they're doing it well or not. You know, it's another matter entirely. Ah, uh, God, she might just she's like she's gonna point at the belt, and then Rhea Ripley's gonna do some kind of like really dorky expression where she's trying to convey the relish at the challenge or some bollocks because they make her look like a tin. That's you're gonna point at the belt, Wilburne. I don't have, I don't know how anyone can get excited or jazzed about this show. Should I point pointed a belt or something. I don't know.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass. Alexa, Bliss and Lily. Uh pretty, well, I was gonna say veiled tra- threat. Oh, f- <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna pull your plug out if you keep going. Right.
1: So we've got little Miss Bliss. That's um, usually what um, that's usually the opposite of what some WWE fans say about Alexa. <laughs> <They're> freaks. <laughs> <laughs> little Miss Bliss. I was gonna say
0: made a veiled threat to him. <laughs> she didn't, she just said. I don't like you. Lily doesn't like you. And I broke a child's arm when I was younger. So just imagine what I'm going to do to you. And I thought in the spirit of that, I thought, you know, I'm going to look, Sige, I'm going to do some actual research. I'm going to look on that women's roster and see who could be sort of the first sacrificial lamb to Alexa Bliss. You have her just, you know, in it, have her just, Oh my God, tonight, you know, spooky little Miss Bliss in a match. I'm, I know that's not a name. I'm just avoiding this for my, you know, always listening to the conversations that I have thing in my room. Um, and I looked, and I was like, they're involved in the t- women's tag team title picture. Oh, they're, they're involved in the women's tag team title picture. They're involved in the women's tag team title picture. Well, that's Charlie Caruso. She's, <laughs> she's not, she's gonna not gonna very
1: involved
0: well. Yeah. And I've come up with
1: Nikki Cross. <laughs>
0: that's the entire research. That's it. Because isn't me a Yim on SmackDown now, technically?
1: Apparently yeah. she'll, not, she'll not do anything,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. So yeah potentially uh, maybe not tonight but it could could that be it, like that feels like the next <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm ticking myself by saying that feels the next logical step with this booking but yeah uh, it, I mean it's just getting me more spooky bollocks with her and maybe with with Bray Wyatt tonight I don't know whether they have to alternate weeks like divorced parents I, I don't know how that works
1: I've got no idea how any of this works but apparently, there's a big law and a mythology, and I'm just not understanding it enough. Um, she said she wants the women's title, effectively, and she and Lily, this doll that's been with her this whole time. What did the doll think when she was dressed up as Buzz Lightyear? I'm not very evil, that. But look, let's see how it plays out. Maybe the dolls like one of these idiots on Square Circle. Um, I don't know. Like as you said, like traditional build, you would have. Big push, new heel character, sets sights on division, tears through the division. And by that, I mean, you give yourself one, two, three months of TV if you want to go all in on this heel and convey to the fans the idea of, oh, she's beat the lower rung. Oh, my God, she's hitting those tears now. She's beating some of the more credible women in it. Oh my God, she's one of number one contenders match three months down the line. She's racked up enough wins now and she's just beaten someone with real credibility. That means whoever's holding the title when she's right at the precipice of things means that they're in trouble and it's gonna be a title switch. There's a roster to go through. There's no like there's no way because WWE is be such a total mess. There's no way to try and like slowly build this character by scalp, scalp, scalp each scalp increases in credibility and tenure and championship caliber all the while you think right okay well this mega heel's gonna destroy everything who can she beat mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's gonna mean a shit. like who can she possibly beat and again i back to the point i've just made she can just point at something <laughs> you know what i mean she doesn't have to do any of this they could make their jobs a lot easier if she did do this because that fills TV time. Then you don't have that numbing, punishing crap where you have to just watch the exact same match that happened last week because they've got no ideas to fill the content otherwise. They should book in the way that I've just mapped out, functional and basic as it is. Because if nothing else, they can just go, right, okay, let's do this. And then right, that's the next three months zone up, right? Let's concentrate on enough different stories. Just not have the book. So hard, this job is so hard.
0: Sorry, I'm just getting some uh, breaking news in my ear here, Michael Sidrick. Apparently tonight it's going to be the Viking Raiders versus uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric oh. Alexander. So let's look. I'm joking, of course. Although I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, you're if- really not. First match on the card goes ten minutes, and yeah, Viking Raiders pick up the win. That would not surprise me whatsoever. But yeah, my concern with this uh, is the same as always which is like we reported on the news today with, uh, I think it was with Steve Cutler's release or someone like, yeah. No, maybe Wesley Blake, actually. It might be, yeah, it must have been Blake. Um, That that creative was, uh, put you back with Murphy? Do do tag team stuff like we did in XT. Like that, for me, tells me that's the lengths that they go. So they'll probably go, uh, have Nikki Cross return, which could be something, Uh, But just have a worried that her friend's going a little bit dark. Which is exactly (laughs) what they did, what, six months ago? More than that ago? Actually, no, six months ago was... We were already deep in the lore of The Fiend by that point. But, yeah. uh, Little Miss Bliss, I can't say her name because of the thing. Little Miss Bliss, uh, uh, I'm I'm worried about you. Lily. (laughs) (laughs) Just do the King Abby the Witch. Lily match, or Rambling Rabbit versus Lily... Oh, not Rambling Rabbit and Lily's wedding. Get it over and done with.
1: Lily goes to the gauntlet of the 5-5 um, Funhouse puppets. <laughs> Why not? And it'll go an hour, because all the gauntlet matches do.
0: And, it, and it'll go to a non-finish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. What's the cobra doing here? No. Um... <laughs> Before we get to the thing that really winds me up, and and think of the ground that covers on Monday Night Raw, before we get to that, something I actually quite enjoyed last week, and I think you did as well, to be fair, um, Sheamus' Open Challenge, which wasn't for the United States Championship, but did allow him to kick Umberto Carrillo's head off. More of that tonight with more, you know, goobers from the lower-down divisions?
1: I I, I guess. I guess. It's something that is... Looks like you've been made to do by Adam Pierce. So if you take the bare bones of the story, it's halfway decent. Even though I hate the idea of a champion, much less a wrestler, just not wanting to do his job. <laughs> Come on, especially someone like Sheamus. The idea is he's one of the few WWE heels with credibility who will bring the fight with people. In fact, he will actually actively challenge people by like throwing them scooter first into some like really rigid, like unforgiving production equipment. So the idea that they're doing this particular strain of storytelling with him is just oh, I actually believe in Seamus. actually really like watching shame You don't want him to be like a chicken, coward, bitch, to use the pro wrestling accepted nomenclature. Um, I guess he'll destroy some geek in a minute.
0: Well, and I, one oh, I the, like And one
1: of him. the geeks will come out after however many weeks and go, i oh, not being nice to my geek mates. So why don't I put up more of a challenge than these geeks and then I will be less of a nerd, less of a loser, by losing to you in eight minutes at WrestleMania Backlash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. the only hope I have for this is, like, the stuff that he did... I, I mean, he's just kicking the crap out of Umberto Carrillo last week. But like you say, he's been one of the few shining lights on Monday Night Raw for the last few months. And I feel like this is one of those things where, a bit like back in the day where Vince just sort of takes his eye off something because he's so excited about Spooky Alexa. It's all right, we're all good. I, she, she didn't hear me. Spooky Little Miss Bliss. And Bob, look at the size of Bobby Lashley. And I've got two more big, muscly guys to go in his stable now. Then he sort of goes, what are we doing tonight with the United States Championship? Are oh, you just going to issue an open challenge. Someone's going to come out and he's going to beat him. Cool, yeah, you deal with that. And you can maybe sneak in a little five-minute banger if someone like uh, I've written tonight just have Drew Gulak come out. Because, yeah, Drew Gulak is a really we'll good wrestler. like to go in a, in a good promotion. Mm. It'd be really good if it was a good promotion. I just think, like, have Drew Gulak come out. Obviously, he's not winning. But give him 10 minutes, because you've got enough bloody time to fill on Monday Night Raw. They could have a little sneaky banger if no one else is concentrating. And like you say, build to, I don't know, ricochet. Hopefully, at, at WrestleMania Backlash. Because that... Could be great because that could be another flippy dude getting broke kicked out of thin air what do you reckon
1: yeah i mean that would be awesome sheamus versus ricochet with the respective characters built sufficiently would make for an excellent dynamic so like I'd, I'd, I'd watch um wwe willborn wrestling entertainment <laughs> i'm not going to watch wwe because it won't do anything as good as that.
0: Uh, right, let's move on to the, the final point. I've made it as a sort of the bullet point here is like women's tag team title shenanigans, but honestly,
1: what is going on? So, I uh, uh, don't ask us about this. Can we just wrap it up? No, because we've got the mid roll ad yet. We've got all that, don't worry, we've got all that stuff. Let's
0: just tie it up. I just, it just, and I know this isn't like, where's this, where's this all of a sudden gone wrong, but like. Last week, you had N- Nia Jax getting wound up by them going, oh, look at her falling on her ass!" And then, yet again, Shayna Baszler getting pinned. And now we've got bloody Reginald back on SmackDown and on Raw. I don't know if we're going to get Reginald tonight, but now Nia Jax is getting also courted by... Angel Garza? What the... F- like, I don't even know who the number one contenders are because everyone beats the tag team champions except for when it matters.
1: How about... Screw screw everyone else in the division because they are just complainers, entitled complainers who have been just stripped of any semblance of credibility that they've never had. Let's just go on the Angel Garza thing here. What about... What about? Because I love the odd couples, right? Don't <laughs> Them people hanging out? What if Angel Garza creates a rift between Nia Jax and Reginald, right? Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler takes pity on Reginald in some kind of odd couple scenario. And you get a mixed tag match at WrestleMania Backlash between Angel Garza and um, Nia Jax, the new power couple, mm-hmm. versus... Shayna Blaze and uh, Reginald. <laughs> well, that's where it could be heading, couldn't it?
0: Honestly, probably, yeah. Because, like, you can easily see that... Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh! You know, you have one of those, like, you know, like in a film, like, oh, i just had a vision. That was like me with my Vince McMahon vision of him going... Right, I tell you what, they'll get the baby faces really over is if they go. Angel Garza isn't attracted to Nia Jax. Look at Mandy Rose. That's what he wants, and they've somehow got him to flirt with her so that the babyfaces can get some sort of advantage and get another. T- I don't. I honestly don't know where they're going with all this. That's
1: a very WWE thing to do, though, isn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I mean, I don't know what Angel Garza is doing right now or has been doing for the past. What year, but uh, shenanigans around the women's tag team title picture, yeah, everyone gets drawn in clearly.
1: Yeah, it's like a great, intricate spot. It's like Kenny Omega's title run. <laughs> except, the worst, <laughs> except, the worst, except the worst possible version of it.
0: And with that, I think we have to end because oh, please. I, I don't think you can get higher praise than the women. I,
1: I have to watch this tomorrow. I don't want to.
0: And it's just you and me tomorrow, because Hamlet's had a four-day weekend for himself. I'll try.
1: I'll try and wrap it up then.
0: But don't worry, tomorrow we have me and Michael Sidrick sitting down to analyse one of the greatest promos ever, Sid.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. <laughs> one of my personal favourites. I,
0: I don't mean anything on Monday Night Raw.
1: No, of course not. Of course not.
0: That's going to be great when we go on, and watch Raw and go, well, what a Raw with quite possibly one of the greatest promos ever. Not the opening promo. Something else we're going to analyse from years yes. ago. So we'll get into that. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw on Twitter at what WWE. Well, actually, You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at...
1: M. Sidgwick. You
0: can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture WhatCultureWrestling.com wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, including, of course, the review of Monday Night Raw with myself and Michael Sidgwick tomorrow. And later on today, myself and Sage talking about all the fallout from Impact Wrestling, Rebellion and Kenny Omega holding all the gold, the new belt collector that he is. But for now, this has been The Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.